Yeah, the only thing I'll say is really good storytelling, dude. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> Welcome back to Booted Sisters. I'm Sarah and I'll be joined by my sister Rachel. In this week's episode, we chat about another week or so in our lives. We talk through some kind of classic weekend adventures of Rachel's in Italy and I recap a trip that I took for the weekend. So as always, take a look at our Instagram for some pictures to go along with your listening and please enjoy the episode. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) Okay. So it's been like several weeks since we, uh, first of all, it feels like it's been forever since we recorded at all because we recorded on a Thursday last time. So it like really hit me that it's been over a week. Did you feel that? Uh, I felt it when I was trying to find the meeting invite because (laughs) we did, we did this one on a a Thursday or we did the previous one on a Thursday. And then before that was the Monday or recently before that was a Monday. So like we'd, we'd had a couple weird time ones. So yeah, it, it, it feels good to get back to our spot. But even this spot was weird because it was daylight savings. So it yeah. Still oh my was gosh. Disorienting. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, you wouldn't believe the like roundabout conversations Rachel and I have been having over the last 24 hours to try to figure out what time it is where I was like, can you look at, I also, this was, this is driving me crazy that the invite doesn't adjust. Like, does it tell you right now that on your calendar that it doesn't start for another hour? I, I don't even think what is reflected on my calendar is what the real time is like in a normal, like the Mm. last time I looked, it said like 2 PM or something. Okay. So maybe this, maybe this part is a you problem of like your Gmail is set weird or something your Google calendar, but that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. So that helps. Cause I was feeling crazy. I was like, well, I at least need confirmation that it shows up for the right time for both of us. Like that I were joining at the same time. uh, It's just crazy. So yeah, I was like, I think it's er earlier. Like my brain just is so bad at daylight savings. (laughs) Um, so we're here, we got here. Uh, it's a miracle that we got here because we were both so confused about the time. So, um, Uh, stand by for European daylight savings in a couple of weeks, which that exists for those of us (laughs) who might not have known that. Um, you must have known because it must have happened in the fall, right? <laughs> it, it either happened like after I like or before I moved, or like I didn't notice. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah I, it should have impacted us back then too. I I don't know. This is it's just it makes me mad. And there's like weirdness with Colorado voted to change daylight savings, like Arizona style, be different than the rest of the country. But I haven't been up to date on what that looks like. I Yesterday I was Googling so many daylight savings related things. I was like, does Italy have daylight savings? <laughs> like when is daylight savings? Like I was like, my Google search history is really embarrassing, but I was also like, what's the deal with Colorado? Like, is it next year that we're supposed to stop doing it? And I'm, I'm very confused. I just want the whole U S to do it at the same time though. Cause I would love to no longer deal yeah. with this nonsense, but I don't want to be in the situation of like being on a different situation than the rest of the country and not knowing what right. time it is for my friends in Virginia or whatever. So 
Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, everyone loves talking about daylight savings, but oh, for sure. weirdly, okay. Sorry. We're going to go back to our roots. Um, this hit me harder than I expected that I was taken right back to my fire because it was daylight savings day that my fire happened in the fall. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh that God. was when, so like this hour that I just lost tonight, that was, <laughs> if you want to think of it in non-logical way that was the hour <laughs> back then that the fire was happening so weirdly like when I thought about daylight savings this time I was just thinking about that and like well things have changed wow everything's good though no uh no fire funny business today. in the apartment <laughs> no but yeah, it's been forever since we last recorded yeah should we just recap the last few weeks essentially let's do like a semi-normal episode yeah yeah so tell us about the the highlights from your last couple of weeks yeah. So biggest highlight was right before, right when we recorded last, I was getting on a plane to go to Charlotte for the weekend with some friends. So that was a really fun little excursion. I guess I could, I could do a high, low Buffalo maybe. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, I love that. Okay. So it was a great weekend. Too many highs to like main high obviously was like quality time with friends. Um, we, we fit in a lot for like, we fit in a lot of downtime somehow for how much we were still doing. So that was really lovely. We had a lot of time at the Airbnb. I would say one of my big highs was that we saw a Picasso exhibit. I don't know if I told you this, Rachel, but we, there was at the Mint Museum in Charlotte, they were doing uh, this cool exhibit where it was like a bunch of Picassos and it was like Picasso landscape themed. Um, and apparently they're only doing that in two cities in the U.S. They're doing it in Charlotte. And then at some point in a few months, I guess they're doing it in Cincinnati. So that was really cool. Cause like, I just stumbled into that and wouldn't have gotten to go <laughs> in Denver or DC or anything like that. Um, so that was, it was really cool. It just, I, I don't know if I've seen I've probably seen Picassos in other museums, like one-offs. Um, and like, there were some where it was like, this is normally in the Denver Art Museum. So I definitely could. Um, but it felt really cool to be around so many. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Cool like, there's a difference between an exhibit and like a piece as mm -hmm. part of a different collection. Like there's something about the works together telling um, more of a theme and a story um, than just like thinking through some of the eras and processes and, um, evolutions of an artist. Yeah, exactly. And it was cool because I think like, I more often think of his portraits, but these were all landscape paintings. And so it was more things that I hadn't seen or like known as much about his style. And I guess like, not that, I don't know, obviously like I've seen some of it, but it was just more in depth on something. Like if I were to choose, I probably would have chosen a portrait exhibit and I'm glad it was landscapes. Cause it was like more different. So that was really fun. That whole museum was really fun. They had like a fashion over the, like, it was very random, but like the first floor that we got to before we went up to the Picasso exhibit, um, was like a fashion related thing. And so they had all these like outfits from different eras and it was like really randomly mixed around. I, I think we probably could come away with a better explanation of it if I had spent a bit more time in there, but it was like, it would be something from like, Britain in the 1920s to my right. And then like the U S in 2004 to my left, like it was just like completely mixed about. And it was, it was quite a range. I think the earliest stuff was huh. like 
around maybe like the 1860s or something like that. It might've even been earlier, but it was really fun. And it, it was like kind of creepy. And we were laughing so hard because when we walked in, cause it was all these mannequins with the outfits on. And there were also a handful of people walking in, but the mannequins were lined up in like kind of a creepy way. But when we walked in- I don't like mannequins. I, I, uh, I don't do mannequins. Okay, I'll share a picture of the creepiest views that I was also I was sending Josh pictures of all this stuff because I like texted him that I was going to Picasso and I was just sending him stuff from the museum like all day. Yeah, it was very funny. And but when we walked in and you could see like a handful of mannequins lined up, but there were also kind of people trickling in. Uh, one of my friends was like, oh, wow, this is like really crowded. There's like tons of people in here. And I thought because there were kind of a handful of people in there. So I was like, yeah, there are more than I expected. <laughs> she looked and realized oh, there no. were mannequins. She was like, we were just laughing so hard because she thought all the mannequins were. Oh, I would have just turned around and walked out of that. (laughs) Like, oh, these are mannequins. Oh, I can't do that. That's so. Do you have a specific mannequin trauma, or are you just anti-mannequin? I okay. I pretend to be afraid of them. I just hate moments like that where it's just like you like have that sense of a presence and you turn and it's a faceless just yeah. like marketing tool it just frustrates me it's like it's embarrassing no. too like the and number we, it, like to say, to say sorry to a mannequin is like I know. just just bury me now like I'm so embarrassed when you're like oops sorry and you touched a mannequin like and we have the technology to make those headless mannequins and I think those are so much better because there is a utility yeah the headless ones are better put together yeah, but we don't need that like faceless, <laughs> like floating phantom, you know, like to sell our clothes. Um, so I that's pretty funny. It's less of a fear, more of an annoyance, and like their <laughs> presence is everywhere. And I think I associate them with malls, and malls are the worst things <laughs> in the world. So oh my gosh. I think it's just a general like not liking the experience of shopping. <laughs> that's fair. All right. You heard it here first. Rachel is leading the charge on uh, mannequins should have no heads. Spread the word. (laughs) Um, So yeah, general museum experience was a huge high. That was really fun. We kind of planned it last minute because we didn't know by the time we were on our planes going to this to Charlotte, we didn't even know this existed. And then somebody on my plane told me about it. And then we ran into another guy at like a store who was telling us about it. So we were like, let's just go. Um, So very glad we did that. And as like a side... Hi, <laughs> tangentially related to that. We went to the um, gift store at the museum and it was a huge gift store and there were tons of puzzles. And we were like, hmm, this was the first day of our like three day weekend. And we were like, we could get a puzzle and do a puzzle at the Airbnb. So we bought one. It's the best puzzle I've ever done in my life. I loved it. It was so, so good. And now I, I am not even 27 just yet, but I'm realizing to it, I am. Uh, I swear this was like turned into a weekend away for 80 year olds because of how passionate I suddenly am about puzzles, but it was so good. And when we got back to the Airbnb, we realized we didn't have a good big table for puzzles. We only had like a circular table that was not really good puzzle size. So we were like, shoot, is this even going to fit? And it just barely fit. Like the corners were kind Love of it. off the yes. table, but it fit. And yeah, so it turned into, we ended up doing two puzzles that weekend and our second puzzle Cause we finished that one and we were like, let's, we could totally finish the second. Like we could do this. It was like a competition with ourselves essentially. And the second puzzle, 
uh, we had to find the exact same brand. So we knew it would be the same like dimension so that it would actually fit, which was yep, very yep. hard. Um, so we kind of got lucky there. So anyway, that's my high. My low was there were a lot of ants in our Airbnb and we had a whole Ooh. situation with like, it was a nice setup and we spent a lot of time there. Um, like we generally liked the Airbnb a lot, but the ants were an issue. And then we had the door, we had this dumb door for the bathroom, which like bathroom doors should just close and lock it just be normal but this yep. was like one of those like farmhouse like sliding doors and it didn't even really like there were gaps on either side no handle on the inside there was a handle on the outside but no handle on the inside so you kind of just had to like push it and a piece of it like broke off and then we told our airbnb host about it before we checked out and he was like, yeah, like, thanks for, for letting me know and whatever. And then he tried charging us for it. And we were like, nah, this was a stupid design. No. So we just like declined it and didn't have to pay, which turned out nice. But I was like, it, it put a sour taste in my mouth. I normally have good Airbnb experiences, but I was like, come on, dude, don't try to rob me for your stupid door. <laughs> so. Yeah. The ones that are clearly just like cranking out a bunch of different properties, not putting as much into like the thought and the little things of them. Um, and then they're like customer service starts to yeah. drop off. Like, all right. He was a good host otherwise, but yeah, it was definitely like cranked out, which a lot of the ones we were looking at were, and we could kind of tell from the neighborhood we were in, in Charlotte, we were like, oh, all these are about to be Airbnbs. Like it was definitely, which is like a, you know, we could talk more deeply about that. Um, it was a good, it was a fun time and a good neighborhood, but it was, it, it is a little weird when you see that so blatantly where it's like, oh, this is like. For sure, these are all being cranked out into something. And I, I've heard that Charlotte is becoming like a more and more expensive area, like a lot of places. So anyway, um, but all in all, it was it was great. It was really fun. So that was honestly my low because there weren't that many bad parts. Uh, my Buffalo is one of my favorite moments that I've had on a trip like this. This could have happened anywhere, but on like the Saturday night. So we were leaving on Sunday. We, we had been like kind of out doing stuff. And on Saturday night, we were trying to figure out what to do for dinner. And we had actually like kind of cooked at home on Thursday night. So we had some food left over and we were like, let's go to that. There was a store really close to us that had some like pre-made stuff or easy to throw in the oven type stuff. So we were like, let's go there and get a few more things to supplement our leftovers. And then we'll make a whole meal out of all of it. It was a great plan. We showed up at the place at like probably 6.58 or something. Turns out it closed at seven, which we didn't realize, but we like, we were quick no. and <laughs> we were quick and we were like, we were walking to the checkout right when it went to seven o'clock. And I realized it because closing time started playing like this song <laughs> and this poor, like probably 18 year old dude, like running the checkout it's a Saturday night. They're about to close, whatever. This poor guy, I like look up at him while my friends are like kind of putting this stuff out and he's scanning it. And I was like, so you guys close at seven. It sounds like, and he started laughing and he was like, yeah. And my friends were like, wait, why are you realizing that? And I was like, cause of the song playing. And then, and then, uh, one of my friends was like, wait, why isn't it starting? Like we realized the lyrics hadn't kicked in yet. And we were like, I thought that the lyrics started before. And then my other friend was like, is this an instrumental version? And the guy's like, red in the face he's like so embarrassed that we're like blatantly pointing all this out and he's like yeah and I was like so you do it for like the subliminal messaging so it's not quite so clear to everyone and he was like yeah <laughs> it was just the funniest moment because we're just like okay cool 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 we got it yeah, we're on our way out. <laughs> yeah. but it was like really funny like he was laughing at us and at himself and he was like definitely embarrassed but it was like just the slightest little moment so anyway we were just like laughing at that the rest of the night we we're like remember that time we went into a store and they played closing time to get us out <laughs> Actually, I guess I was booted. Time's I've been booted this week. Hey, time's been booted. There you go. Well done. 
Anyway, so that was Charlotte. Yeah, it was, we did lots of other things. It was just super fun. This is like a tradition Devin and I have of doing kind of a birthday trip each year. So I think we're gonna, I don't know what city it'll be next year or what we do, but I, I am hoping we keep the tradition up and it was really fun to do it again this that's year. That's a great one. Uh, that's a really good tradition. Yeah. Janelle then- Monet does something similar with her friends. So, Aww. you know, you're basically the same. Same. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's like a really, I like, I really am hopeful that we can prioritize it and keep it. Cause it's just like something that you can see gets harder and harder as people get older to do things like that. Like a lot of people will be like, yeah, every five years, my friends and I get together for a weekend. And I, I, I get that that's what it turns into. Like the more everybody develops their own lives and stuff and like has families and stuff. But regardless of what happens, I really hope that like it's, it's just about having priorities and doing something every year. And I know that everything can't be that, but this is one thing I hope will stay that. So yeah, uh, at least while you guys are at a phase in your life where you have that kind of flexibility for sure. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, the five-year journal will tell as usual. (laughs) And then I, yeah, there's been a lot the past few weeks, just a lot of normal fun, random Denver stuff, whatever. But one thing I want to say is that today I went to Waffle House and it was a dream a dream come true. I didn't know. Did I talk about this yet on the podcast that I found out there were Waffle Houses in Denver? No. No, okay, I so I, it was a Southern thing. Exactly. And apparently it's more of a, it's definitely a Southern thing. Apparently it's more popular in the Midwest than I knew about too. So that's probably why it has trickled over here. I had no idea. I've always assumed there were none. I didn't think I'd ever seen any. So I've just been like sad that I can't go to Waffle House ever. <laughs> That's just a fact of life that I've accepted. And then suddenly, like a few weeks ago, I just Googled it and realized there are a handful and they're all kind of on the outskirts. I don't think there's any that's like technically a Denver address, but they're like 20 minutes away. So not crazy. Um, so anyway, I figured this out right before my Charlotte weekend and I texted some friends like, Hey, I'm away this weekend, but sometime soon, please can we go to Waffle House? So got a couple of people on board and we went today and it exceeded expectations. It was so great. It was really lovely to be back there with the the burnt coffee and the waffle and the hash brown smothered. It was just, it was great. Uh, 10 out of 10. I will say it was a little bit less. I think I, I think it's been a while since I've been to a waffle house, but I'm expecting some layers of grease and grime and stuff. And it really was pretty clean. So it wasn't like as true wow. experience as I was expecting, but obviously that's not a bad thing. Uh, um, no shouting matches. And what was even no, happening in the parking lot? Nothing crazy in the parking lot. Nobody was yelling, no, nothing like that. It was like, I don't know, people were just kind of eating breakfast. So I I would love to go back, you know, it's 24 hours. So we went on a Sunday morning. True. Yeah. There's there's more to it, but I'll, I'll keep you guys updated if I have any fun Waffle House journeys, but it was a great one. It was a fun hangout with friend and it was delicious food, 10 out of 10. So that Fantastic. was, I'm considering this like my kickoff to birthday week and that was the perfect way to kick it off. So anyway. Very true. Um, so what's, what's up with you? How have your last few weeks been? Good. So let's start. Let's see. There was a chocolate festival, uh, in my little mm. port town here, basically just a line of booths. There's like this main square that has a statue and that's where a lot of the shops and the, um, restaurants and stuff are for, this is kind of like a touristy port and, um, they set up a line of stalls that were um, doing different types of like chocolate and sweets and stuff like that. So I I lived just down the road from it. I ended up going twice uh, with two different groups of friends. Wow. Um, and I they had like a lot of like truffles and a lot of candies and stuff. I purposely didn't get a bunch of those because I 
I really do try not to have sweets in the house because it, it doesn't go well for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I think that you're going to get some hate for that. I'm just joking. <laughs> I know no, what you mean. Just, I buy things and then it's like, I can't keep it around. I just eat it really fast. So it's yeah, like, hard exactly. to, yeah, this might be a big family side effect or who knows what, but uh <laughs> It's it's something I know about myself and try to control. But I did get some more super thick drinking chocolate, Ooh. which is good. And so I got I got the hot cup and I went ahead and got um some of the hot chocolate powder. So hopefully they have good I haven't looked at it yet. Hopefully it has good instructions so they can attempt Ooh. to recreate. I'm basically <gasps> picturing the process of making pudding. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like jello or something. Okay, you have yeah. to make a reel for this. I'm gonna we're we're gonna get you on reels to do this because I, mean, I need to see it all and I'm sure everyone else would like to see it too. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping yeah. this in so we hold you accountable. Maybe uh when I have like a, a guest or something, but one of my favorite stalls had like hyper-realistic chocolate, kind of like whatever that guy MK would know his name, but there's that guy who's super famous, the chocolatier who like does really realistic chocolate models. There's a booth that had a bunch of just like everyday objects in chocolate so they were like cinderella style heels but also like a, like almost an entire toolbox disassembled and displayed Whoa. like chocolate. there were each individual tools like hammers and stuff yeah like, oh. like uh, hammers and chisels and like i was really kind of curious to what like what their process was for deciding what to recreate and i'm almost certain that they like walked into the kitchen one day and passed the toolbox and then they're like well let's make it all that's and it like- <laughs> yeah this will hold me over for a bit there's no way there's not like a netflix show about making things out of chocolate right no this guy has a netflix show yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> it's okay, like another that officially but of yeah, course yeah. yeah no i i he's french i don't remember his name so yeah that was fun it was cool like sometimes like the their display of chocolate like a lot of them had it in like these big chocolate circles so it was like the thickness of a chocolate bar but instead of like in rectangles it was like a a chocolate pizza and then you would tell them how many grams you wanted and they would like take give you a section of their chocolate circle like that was just the the shape they made it in um and a lot of booths had like big little chocolate pizza wafer things they slice it into like kind of pizza slices Like, how is that um, a good way to measure? I think they just like, break it up. I don't think it was like a very neat, like slicing, yeah. like into a wedge. I think they just kind of break it up in the amount that you wanted with the, oh, the, the idea that you were going to break it up when you eat it anyway. Or right. Whatever. I wonder why um, it would be a circle though. Like what's the benefit? I I don't know. I don't know, but a lot of them had it that way, but yeah. Maybe it's good. just I, pretty. <laughs> I got my first cannoli or cannolo. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> Uh, there was like a, a stand that was a Sicilian kind of like pastry stand. So it had cannoli um, and it had those like painted ceramic heads like from White Lotus um, as decoration. So that was fun. <laughs> nice. But yeah, they had I, I when I moved to Italy, I was expecting to see cannoli left and right. You know, that's one of those things that we associate as very Italian, but it's Sicilian. So like ah. some pastry shops were have it, but it's certainly not everywhere. One of the main, yeah. So that was, I think why I hadn't had one yet is because like, I didn't necessarily see it all the time. The main um, Neapolitan like pastry. I mean, they have all, all the, the regular pastries, but one, one famous one from Naples is Sfogliatelli, which is mm-hmm. kind of like a lobster tail. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we, we talked, talked about, about that it. on one of the yeah. early episodes, but yeah, I haven't seen a lot of can- cannoli. So I had one that was delicious. 
um chocolate chocolate market fun yeah yay <laughs> uh, what else have I done okay so I glad you were talking about an art museum I went to an art museum and mm-hmm. I enjoy going to museums with people but I am really comfortable in an art museum alone because I I know unquestionably that our family would enjoy it but there are a lot of people who don't enjoy art museums um so Erin was busy. I know she would like it. But other than that, like, I don't just out of the blue say, hey, you want to come to an art museum unless I know somebody's already interested in it. Yeah. Um, Because they're going to feel obligated to say yes. But like, in my experience with it, maybe it's just like the the type of people that I'm friends with, but most people don't like it. I don't know. And it's weird to me (laughs) because we grew up with it. And it's clearly something that we have a shared interest in in our family. Yeah, I know a lot of people have this idea that they don't understand art. Um, and not to say like, oh, we understand it better. And I, I, I know plenty of people who do like our museums, so I definitely don't want to sound conceited in that way. But I, I wonder if there's just this barrier of people feeling like they're missing something when they walk into an art museum that we don't have, like we've just been exposed enough that we don't really like exactly overthink it. Yeah. I think to me, I don't even like when I say I want to go to a museum, I don't really have much of a qualifier on what kind I like the experience of going to museums. And I think that's the mentality that we go into it with, but yeah, um, I have found out that for a lot of people, there are history museums, there are science museums, and then there are art museums and they have like differing feelings on each category. Whereas to me, it's the experience itself. I mean, I don't like yeah. children's museums generally, but <laughs> other than that, honestly, you know. if we went to more children's museums, we'd probably love them too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I was going into, I was going into the city, um, to have dinner with friends and I was like, yeah, why don't I go a little bit early and go check out a museum? And so I went to the Galleria d'Italia Napoli, just like the big collection of Italian art. And it's in an old bank on one of like the, um, main streets in Naples. That's cool. Yeah, they had an exhibit going on on the main floor for um, this woman artist from mostly the 17th century. And maybe it was purposely in March. I didn't really pick up on that. So it's not so much the whole month, but there's a very, uh, very celebrated Women's Day that was just this past Wednesday. Yeah. And everyone on Instagram was posting pictures of their favorite woman. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know if this was like, timed with Giorno della Donne. So, right, so you're artist, just bringing that up because it was like very prominent. to me that maybe they timed it purposely. With, but it was uh, like one female artist or was it a bunch of women artists? No, it was her. Um, it was like her work and, and the people she worked with. And so it was interesting from just like a feminist perspective. Um, but it, I'm going to have a problem with somewhat Renaissance era art because guess what? It's all sponsored by the same elites who just want to see different Christian representations, maybe some mythology. It's all like the types of art that we've been exposed to in our history books our whole lives. So it's mm-hmm. like the technical skill is cool. Sometimes, you know, you, you get like a um, Mona Lisa effect where someone's got like a really cool like expression. Sometimes the colors are really cool, but it's like, it's just generally not the most interesting art in the world. Fair. But mm-hmm. what I did like about this exhibit uh, was just the fact that you know, they mentioned her being kind of maybe assertive isn't the right word, but, you know, being a strong woman, um, really like championing herself and, you know, putting herself out there. And there was this one etching of her. I couldn't, it, you couldn't take pictures of the exhibit, but there's this one etching of her that I found online that I'll send you. 
And the description for it was why it was like a really interesting portrait of her was because it shows her at showing a proud expression with rebellious hair. And I really identified with that. <laughs> so that's one of my favorite things from her particular exhibit. Um, yeah, you know, I, I appreciated that, you know, it showed that she was really trying to make a name for herself. Like, yes, she was an aristocratic Italian born into a good family who was sponsored by other rich people painting the same religious and mythological figures that you see left and right. But it was kind of cool to hear a little bit more about the history. Um, that's cool. And the exhibit had a lot of really good English. Actually, the whole museum had a good inclusion of English descriptions of things, which is always nice <laughs> to those yeah. of us who speak it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, cool. so that was the main floor. And I didn't really have a concept of how big the museum was from there. I didn't know if that was mostly it. And then there was like this, this door um, at the end of that exhibit, which I guess I, did I even say her name? I probably didn't. Artemisia Gentlisky. There was like a door at the end of it and I like saw some people walking through it and it was like a members only something or whatever, but I was like, yeah, let me try walking through it. I walked through, there's like a whole museum. Like that was just one exhibit. So I'm glad I didn't just like say that's it. And (laughs) it kind of went chronologically from there. So that was the 17th century. Um, It had exhibit going through, uh, well, yeah, the next wing had like going from the 17th century through kind of the beginning of the 19th century, more, more paintings. Um, there were some good sculptures, that kind of stuff uh, from it- mostly Italian artists of the day. And then it kind of kept going from there. It had a wing of ancient Greek pottery. And even though that obviously is jump back in time, those pieces were recovered towards the mid to end of the uh, 19th century. So it kind of picked oh, cool. up. Yeah. Um, And then from there, it went into the 20th century, some more modern stuff. One of the rooms had um, the movement called Arte Informale, like informal art, um, which seemed to be kind of paralleling expressionism in the United States at the time, like kind of part of that movement. So it was cool. Like by the end, we're getting into like abstract art. 20th century expressionist type stuff so it was like it definitely like more refreshing (laughs) it was a nice journey like I really appreciate the layout and like I said yeah that's really cool it would have its Italian blurb and then its English blurb was really easy to engage with Um, and the the last room had these really satisfying like um it was just a big circle a big triangle and a big rectangle and like all the lines were oriented one way within Mm -hmm the uh, shape and then the rest of the canvas like the lines were oriented Ooh. in a different direction so it's just like very simple but very yeah. <laughs> like you, you can't beat shape art you know it's so true. It back shape and color art man <laughs> yeah uh, all the stuff that really people are like I could probably paint that right so I would say like my impression from like finishing that that one exhibit where I was like all right yeah this is post-renaissance religious paintings and portraits cool to like really the breadth of the the museum itself was really cool by the end and it was an old bank so it had these like big marble stairs you walked up um it felt very modern I I meant to look it up but it felt like it was somewhat recently renovated so it's way more modern than a lot of stuff you might see in Napoli damn wise and I, I liked it by the end it did have a couple of pieces that were either purchased or on loan from the British Museum, just to keep that theme going. (laughs) And it was kind of cool, the um, ancient Greek collection. 
one of the things that they had were sections of frescoes from Pompeii. So in some of the homes in Pompeii, they would have kind of recreations of what the fresco looked like there. And then it was cool to see like the actual recovered section of it preserved in the museum here. So like, since I had already been to Pompeii, it was cool to see it here. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's similar to the like chest and torso thing we talked about with the British Museum and Acropolis Museum. Exactly. Yeah. Like things, you know, coming together. You know, I've, I was critical of the whole like religious theme kind of thing, but I was I was thinking about it. Right. It's like it's a supply and demand thing. That's where the money is. People want to want to see their St. John the Baptist again. You're talking you know? about like that era of art being so religious. Yeah. 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 Which was the you know, yes, it was that one exhibit on the main floor, but it was a theme for into the 19th century art right it was like a theme for for a good chunk of the collection into those wings and so it kind of made me like wonder like when people look back on our sitcoms and people look back on our rom-coms you know as art from today's era and they see a lot of the same storylines like we already make that criticism today I, I think it would be easy looking back to even you lump it together even more so than you do now when you don't have some of the like irony and the um, good, bad movie, love, hate relationship that we have, you know? Like, yeah. I think that's just kind of how art is sometimes. Like you just like see a trend and that's A, a money-making thing and B, just like what people are interested in that time. So yeah, whatever. Is, is part of your point that like what we see when we in 2023 look at that type of art is like one thematic thing and we we feel like we're picking up on surface level, but there's lots more nuance to it and maybe some, is that what you're talking about? Like some Partly, stuff that we wouldn't yeah. pick up and on present day that would be a little bit more uh, yeah, under the radar. And then just more so just market influences, right? Like if, if I would compare it to TV and film today, we see a lot of the same product coming out or at least similar feeling product coming out in, in movies and in TV. So that kind of makes sense, right? Like if that's what's popular, people keep making it until it's not popular anymore. And so yeah, there's a, there's a whole socioeconomic, cultural discussion to be had on why the church and religious elites were the ones that could afford to sponsor art, which I don't think applies today. But in terms of just market forces, like it makes sense that you might see a lot of the same product yeah I think we just get held up on it because we think art is supposed to be this like completely organic expressionist form you know that is just very much part of the integrity and identity of the artist um but I think when you think about making movie when you think about making um tv like there's a way to like put your art out there and still meet a bottom line or like answer to the forces that that sponsor you. And in or, that sense, if, since they didn't have film and TV back then, and it was just like paintings and sculptures and stuff, like then it makes sense that you're going to have people who are trying to do it for a living and have to just respond to people who are going to sponsor them. Right. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is like to that same point, it could be to that the stuff that's counterculture and like not as mainstream, just like didn't get preserved as well, or yeah. is not what we see, or it wasn't, it wasn't like what you're saying, like marketed essentially, yeah. you know, maybe it just wasn't, it didn't really get out there as much, but people were doing it anyway. And it's just, it's to the same degree. I mean, I think yeah. currently there's certainly like more variety in culture in terms of movies and TV than like what you're talking about. We've picked up on from like the 1700s or whatever, but 
some of the stuff that isn't more societally acceptable or broader is stuff that is really low budget and most people don't see it or stuff like that. So I, I think that it's interesting to think about that. Like what would that look like from an earlier time? And we're probably just not going to have as much to work with as far as like understanding it, but this is, we are not historians and I'd be very curious what like really is deeper out there that we could research if we were historians or if we had some more time on this. Yeah. Sorry, this was yeah. a tangent, but it was interesting. I, I feel like this was. A yeah, I don't mean to take about. up the whole. Episode no, it's all good. Talking about <laughs> art and museums, but I do yeah. think that's very much. This is a museum podcast. Our, yeah, I mean, when it involves our family, it's always going to be partly a museum podcast. <laughs> I'm okay. I think let's ask our siblings how, because you keep saying that that like our family is obsessed with museums, and we go to a lot of museums when we do things as a family. But I'm curious how each individual talks about it because I think you're particularly interested in museums and I, I am too. It's not, I don't think as much as you, I do like generally think about it. But like I said, I didn't even know about the Picasso thing until somebody told me about it on a plane. So I wasn't like, it wasn't the first thing I was researching for my weekend point being, yes, it's the thing that our family does. It's probably things that a lot of families do, but I'm curious how each sibling thinks about it. Yeah. This should be added to our questions. Yeah. And people are guests. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So that day was also, um, a game day in Naples. The football team had a home game. And so around the time that I was finishing up the museum, I was hearing a lot of commotion outside. Like I said, it was one of the bigger streets. Um, so like what you'll see sometimes, like you'll walk by a bar, which is a cafe and people are like sitting there all watching it on, on the screen, any shop that has a TV, people will literally just stop, check the score maybe linger for a while and watch the game so it's like very much the whole street would be engaged in the game so I, I heard a commotion I thought oh we must be getting towards um the, you know the start of the game and I walk outside and I hear drums and a parade I'm like oh I mean seems early but like maybe a little like opening of the game parade is not out of the realm of something that I would see here just based on the way Neapolitans celebrate sure. things <laughs> Um, but it wasn't, as far as I could tell, it was in no way related to football. It was like, it was a very small procession four or so people carrying these big, um, tapestry type things, you know, banners. Um, and it seemed very religious and it was hard for me to tell if it was imitating religious iconology because there was definitely one person on it who was like a politician or some, some major figure from like the early 00s, um, 2000, right? Um, so I couldn't tell if it was like a political statement using religious symbology or if it was genuinely a religious thing. And then they happened just throwing this one 21st century figure as well. So I couldn't tell what it was about. I tried looking up feast days or anything that seemed like it would encompass it. And, and I didn't find anything that seemed to really explain what this would have been. Um, and I don't know. So it's just this like quick little procession, procession <laughs> down one of these main streets. And it literally like as, as I walked out of the museum, it was it was walking past this old bank building. Um, and I don't know what it was, but I have a quick little video of it that we can share. And I'd love to hear people's theories on uh, what this mini parade yeah. is about. <laughs> yeah, this is a tougher one for future Sarah, but she'll try. <laughs> I, yeah, good luck. I, it's, it's really hard to just be like, what Why day was there people walking in in yeah. <laughs> um, this was yesterday okay so then yeah i walked around a little bit and then met up um for upper tv uh with a, a group of friends got wait wait yes. wait back up 
is the football team still really good? Sorry. I was thinking yes, about that. They're still really good. Okay. Far, last I heard, they've only lost two games. And I think we're later in the season, although I still have no concept of a season. So is this the same season? Then, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, they're still very good. Um, and they did win yesterday. Two Congrats. nil. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any plans to go to any more matches? Um, I don't think I do. I I think it, if the opportunity came up, but my my weekends are pretty packed and um, that is one activity I would not do alone. I don't think. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, but, so, uh, going, so you were with friends getting food. Yeah, no, I just we're, we're with friends, um, and we got drinks at a trendy kind of bar. Um, so one of the things here is, especially if you're doing it during the aperitivo hour, typically places will give you little snacks that come with the drinks. So it's not like you have to order a charcuterie. Um, there will be a certain amount of like complimentary things. So they brought out like olives and some nuts, a couple little fried cheese balls, which were good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could also order, right? So we did order some charcuterie, which is typically just going to be like some speck and some salami and some other kind of like deli type meat and some cheese. But yeah, the, it's fun to see the, the free little complimentary snacks. We're not, I mean, there's usually like a, a little charge for it, but like the snacks that come with your drinks um, at Apertivo hour. So nice. uh, I was, we all kind of like felt like we we're going to move towards the direction of dinner at some point, but we just kind of sustained ourselves on all the little charcuterie type um, snacks. So we did that bar. We stayed there for a good long while uh, and then went to another bar. Um, also got some of the complimentary snacks there. And between that, you know, we were full enough or at least not motivated enough to go find any other source of food. So I didn't end up actually doing proper dinner, but my language confusion for the week was my friend brought his neighbor uh, who is roughly our age. So his neighbor grew up in Naples, speaks perfect English. And his girlfriend is not Italian. I it was loud when she answered where she's from. Um, and so I was just going to ask my friend later and I haven't done that yet. So I don't know where she's from <laughs> somewhere else in Europe, but she doesn't, she's very self-conscious about her English. She was actually doing fine, but she was very self-conscious about it. And I imagine being in a big group of English speakers just makes it, you know, impossible for you to really feel like you can participate, but she speaks Italian. Uh, and she also speaks French. Um, and Aaron was there and, nice. uh, <laughs> and they, she, she got really excited when she found out that Aaron uh, speaks French and they talked back and forth for a bit. And that was good. But yeah, no, I ended up sitting next to her and we had a lot of fun talking. Um, but just like that barrier or barrier of me not knowing Italian and her feeling very self-conscious about her English, but still managing to like have a conversation and like make jokes and, and laugh and stuff. Um, she would, if she got stuck, she would turn to her boyfriend and ask him to translate. Like, honestly, his accent was really good. He, I, I didn't get his full story. I don't know if he studied in the States at all, um, but he has a great English. Anyway, that was just like a fun little thing. Like she asked, uh, you know, to like follow on social media and stuff by the end. Like, like she <laughs> clearly enjoyed the interaction. Yeah. Um, Cause I, you know, I feel bad when, when you're the add on to a big group of people, especially most of us were coworkers to some extent. Um, so like you can, when you add in a language barrier on top of that, it can be hard to like engage, but I appreciate that she was willing to like talk to me and, and like 
really like put herself out there and stuff. And it, like, like I said, I, I think her English is better than she gives herself credit for, but it was fun to find ways to like communicate about like my experience in Naples so far, you know, some of her favorite places to go in Europe and that kind of stuff. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Quick side question about that. I'm very excited that your friend has made friends with his neighbor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's great. He's funny. He does this thing where when he's talking about a person, he always refer doesn't refer to them by their name. He refers to them by like their relationship to him. So yeah. like talking about his girlfriend, he always says, yeah. my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my girlfriend. I'm like, dude, I know your girlfriend's name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, a lot of people oh, have God. that habit where it's like, oh, my sister. I feel like I kind of have that habit, which is yeah. ridiculous when you have so many siblings and you're talking yeah. to your close friends and you're like, my sister, it's like, which one? Come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, I've, yeah, I've heard a lot about my neighbor, my neighbor, my neighbor. It was, it was nice to finally put a name to it, uh, meet the neighbor and the girlfriend. And he's, I, I think they're actually fairly good friends. They have, they have meals a lot. Like, uh, my friend gets pulled into their apartment for family dinner and stuff like that, where they just feed him an enormous. That's amazing. Food. Oh. Yeah. It's been <laughs> a really like, good experience for him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I only bring it up because like, I know that you're, you know, the structure of your work and stuff, you've mainly just been hanging out with other Americans and it's hard to right. like the idea of like getting to know locals is a little bit more of a yeah. challenge. So I like the idea that that's potentially happening a little bit. Yes. And I, like I said, I think, I think she liked that I was trying to talk to her. I would totally hang out with them again. And I hope that they want to come hang out with us again, or at least in a smaller group, maybe I, I would understand um, not wanting to do big group stuff all the time. But um, yeah, and definitely proud of my my friend for for putting himself out there, making those friends. And yeah. like, it's a very genuine friendship and it's adorable. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. That's a great confusion. <laughs> yeah, right. Food, I would go with the the canolo as my food for this one. Oh no, I did um the favorite restaurant that Aaron and I go to with uh with her husband, um, because he's out here now, which is so great to be able to go with both of them. Um Yay. they switched uh now we're getting in spring, they switched the ve- vegetables for their spaghetti, which was the first the first meal I had there was um spaghetti narano which was uh zucchini mm-hmm. and they haven't had it the last couple of weeks because a zucchini is kind of going out of season but they had a new seasonal menu and it was broccoli and it was so good so delicious Yum. um so i'm gonna try not to have that every night for the next couple of months <laughs> because i can but <laughs> That's great. Um, I'm in a broccoli phase too, because I'm trying to get my iron up to, well, actually broccoli is absurdly high in vitamin C and vitamin C helps with iron absorption. So So you have the broccoli and spinach and then you're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Love it. Can you guess why I'm doing that? Sorry to steal the show. Is it, are we giving blood again soon? I'm giving blood soon. So (laughs) that should be an update, but yeah. Love it. No, I've always been a fan of broccoli. It's so good. Yeah. Mom hates it. Wow. I didn't know that. And then for the word of the week, let's go with La Parata, um, which is parade. I was going to say parade. But yeah, it was a fun night with friends. It was really one of one of the, my first times in downtown Napoli in a while because I've been I've been doing a lot of different stuff on the weekends. Um, so it's fun to be back downtown, fun to see an art museum and fun to have a night out with friends. Nice. That sounds yeah. great. Cool. I think we covered all of your things then, right? We did. Yes, we did. Food, yeah. Confusion, all that stuff. Yeah. Nice. Um, 
Well, fun. I keep getting, I don't know if you've noticed me getting distracted. It's like not a warm day, but it's such a sunny day, which isn't rare, but we've had some cloudy days and everyone walking by is just, they're all wearing like these colorful outfits. Like you'd think that we're in like a really warm, like lovely day. And it's just, maybe it's gotten warmer since I was outside. I don't know, but I'm loving the energy out there. That was my, that was my day yesterday. I wore like a really floral shirt and I was like, Ooh. it it, been a, there, it was a bit warmer this weekend. And I was like, it feels like spring's about to come. So I like leaned into it with my, okay. Hands. So sorry. Yeah, that's great. I, I love that. That's exactly what everyone's doing right now. It's 43 degrees out though. So I don't know why they're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Uh, warm. <laughs> well, sunny does make a difference. I will give them that, but, um, yeah, I, I've, I'm in my winter fit for sure. And I was outside and I was still a little cold. So, um, what temperature was it for you guys ish yesterday when you said it's getting warmer? Um, we haven't talked about weather in a while. (laughs) Yeah. It felt like low sixties. Yeah. That's what, that's about where it's been. It's been highs of like 63, which I don't believe that. I think the highs have been higher than that, but that's been about what it's been feeling like. And it's been nice. Nice. I'm now looking at the weather for Denver because it's been nicer in general lately. And I was it actually almost my whole ice rink in the back has melted because it's been a while since <gasps> it snowed. Almost all of it, which is shocking. It's it's still, it. there will not be, it won't fully melt until May, I'm confident. But I didn't think it would melt this much before. So that's been crazy. But um, so I was about to comment that like, wow, it's been like, we're really getting out of winter, but I'm looking at the weather and there's it's supposed to snow on Thursday and next Tuesday. So <laughs> we're not out of it. Not even close. Uh, that's funny. No, it has not snown, uh, snowed. Snown. That works. I like it. <laughs> in, in, in Naples, shockingly. Uh, cool. Well, you got anything else? Um, okay. So I think the only segment, we don't really have stuff for the other segments this week, but the we did bring up that podcast recommendation oh, segment right. a yep. bit ago. And so I do have something for that. And it's partly because I've been wanting to have this conversation with you. So we'll just do it on air. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I'm going to recommend a podcast that is already a popular podcast. So take it or leave it. I definitely, it's not up everyone's alley. I understand. Do you have a guess? It's one that you introduced to me and it's already popular. Armchair expert. Yeah. Okay. But I don't specifically, John also listens to this one a lot. This podcast, Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard, who's already famous. Like it's a lot of celebrity stuff. I totally understand that that's not up everyone's alley the funny thing is that you introduced this to me forever ago I'm pretty sure you must have listened from like the start because it's like five four or five years old and I think that's when you told me about it John listens separately but he knows I listen and he knows you listen but we all at least at different points have like they do a lot of episodes at this point they do like yeah they basically have like five different podcasts and I think John and I listen to like very different like the opposite ones which is funny because he'll be like oh I listened to this one and I didn't listen the one specifically that I want to recommend is and the reason I wanted to talk to you about it is because I don't know if we've talked about it if I've asked you if you've been listening but it's their armchair anonymous series yes you pointed me to a really funny one the zoom Um, one probably yes (laughs) Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 So they've been doing this one for a while and it's like every Friday for the most part they've done, it's like they they have their listeners call in with stories They and they have different themes around them. So each one has a different like topic and they only are on Spotify. I think these days, um, I know you listen to podcasts on Spotify. That's been a new shift for me this year. I've been listening a lot on Spotify, but in the past I usually used Apple podcasts. But, um, so if you look them up on Spotify, the, 
armchair anonymous ones they're clearly marked but they're also the red icons because they have like the different podcast art so if anyone's curious and interested in listening to those there i found them to be so funny um i would just scroll through the red ones and see which topic sounds interesting to you uh it's from a while ago it's they're very loose yeah. yeah So it's not, I don't know. Anyway, I know that most people who have heard of this podcast are either already listening or don't want to. I just wanted to point out that the those are like the only ones I've been listening to lately. I don't really listen to many of the other ones that they do, the interview ones anymore. I just like love the call-in ones. Yeah, no. And they they usually have, because, um, you know, they're they're getting the information for first time too. So it's not yeah, questions it's like their pre-planned. It's kind yeah. of looser. Yeah. yeah. But I also wanted to ask if you've been listening. Sorry, I think you were about to say it and I'm cutting you off. But have you been listening to that podcast at all lately? So um, every once in a while, it if the daily finishes before I'm done with my... <laughs> Spotify will, will automatically cue it. My favorite still, my favorites are still... Um, the experts. the experts on yeah. experts. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if I'm choosing to listen to an episode, that's usually what I'm choosing to listen to. But the anonymous anonymous ones have popped up a couple of times, just cycling through, and I I do enjoy them. They're fun. Yeah. I I guess a specific recommendation would be um, I got more into them. I hadn't been listening much, but. I queued them up during a road trip with Becca and Sam when our sisters visited me in Colorado. And Becca was like doing her own thing in the back most of the time, but Sam and I were like really into them. So we listened to, we kind of <laughs> caught up on a lot of those back in the summer. Um, I think that's when it was pretty new. So we listened to like whichever ones were there. Um, and I feel like it was a fun, it was fun for a road trip. So if anybody's looking for road trip podcasts and like, that's the vibe of other people in the car or whatever, I would recommend it for that. <laughs> Did you hear the uh, apology for for airing a fake story on Armchair Anonymous? Oh, yes. Uh, it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. I sent it to Sam. I was like, listen to the first minute of this because it was such a funny apology. He was like, we got guy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I'll say is really good storytelling. Dude. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was very funny. I appreciate um, that. Cool. Good. Uh, good recommendation. Cool. Well, have a good week. Thanks. You too. And a soon happy birthday. (laughs) Soon happy birthday. But when you're listening, it's way old news. It's a time warp. (laughs) What is time? (laughs) All right. Bye. Talk to you later. Sorry, I make comments every time we do this intro because I've just been overthinking it lately. But we like every time I edit, I'm like, we didn't answer. I know we like nobody answers, but we like specifically yeah, don't answer. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I even cut out the answer because it just like gets too rambly like I am right now. So <laughs> anyway, well, both good. I, I would argue the whole episode is the answer. That's true. Maybe I just like physically as a person don't know how to not say how are you as like, yeah that how do you start a conversation without that it, the answer never matters but how else do you get things flowing i have no idea <laughs>